0: hello and welcome to the holy shoot wrestling podcast i am your host broderick and today we are reviewing wwe money in the bank 2020 we get to discuss otis dozovich's uh successful victory uh we get to um also discuss braun strowman and bray wyatt we uh match we also get to discuss drew mcintyre versus seth rollins as drew mcintyre retains the wwe championship and much much more uh joining me on today's show we
1: have sam hi it's me it's me uh, sam
0: good to hear you sam and we also have mike on the line
2: hello how are you
0: uh, we are waiting on Chen. In the meantime, uh, I am going to uh, let Mike and Sam discuss them, uh, between themselves because I need to promote this on social media just briefly. So uh, how has your week been in week 89.412 or whatever it is in lockdown?
2: Is that all it's been?
1: I'm afraid, si. It's. I've been uh, escaping to virtual reality because I got an Oculus Quest. And I and discovered that one of the apps lets you... I'm, I'm playing a game called Big Screen Beta, which lets you watch uh, movies with people all around the world. But it also has a function where you can summon virtual popcorn and throw it on people. And then when they turn around and go, do you mind, buddy? You can say, no, I actually don't mind at all. And then you can throw a tomato at them. It's fucking great. This sounds like an experience Well worth the money I said,
2: Virtual throw popcorn around. What else can you I'm do? I'm channeling.
1: That? Well, I was always quite a well-behaved teenager, I think. So this this way I get to get all of my kind of anti-social behavior that I never got to do as a teenager out. So, you know, there's that. It's, it's good fun. It lot a, lot a, a lot of Americans and a lot of children. A lot of Americans. and lot. I think Chen's joined the call now. Yeah.
0: If, if you can hear heavy breathing, ladies and gentlemen, it is, hold on, hold on, wait for it, Chen.
3: <laughs> What's up, people? What's up?
0: Yeah, we have a soundboard what? today. We have a soundboard Caught today. Me. Yeah, there you Very go. Chris is in the house. <laughs> no, no, watch your what language. I can't remember if I put, guys, guys, I can't remember if I put this on explicit or not. So please do watch your language, uh, for this shy, uh, just oh, get
3: party pooper.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, P- I know. Well, PG, know.
3: well PG, now people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. this is this is uh, no longer the Attitude Era, so uh, yeah, oh, okay. uh, thank you for you, any you... of you who joined the show. Uh, Chen, how are you today?
3: I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Excited, I just got off finishing Money in the Bank, I'm ready to talk about it, I'm super pumped.
0: Oh, that's great to hear, that's great to hear. And um, what about you, Mike, how are you doing?
2: I'm pretty wonderful, I don't think I've ever been this relaxed. Got no work, no responsibilities, nothing to do except you know, sit in the balcony and read.
0: Ah, well, that's uh, great to hear uh, that we're all doing so well at this time. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are basically going to do this review in chronological order. I know that Money in the Bank has been absolutely crazy, especially that um, insane corporate ladder match that we have all just witnessed. Uh, but first and foremost... And I'm gonna drop an energetic beat here. I was it. I was hoping that'd be a bit more <laughs> energetic. Uh,
1: but I feel so we're gonna, start off
0: <laughs> we're gonna start off with the kickoff show. And that was only one match in on the card, and that was Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. Now, hands up, guys, who actually watched this match?
1: I, I did. I, I watched it kind oh, of good. I mean it was on a screen and i was in front of the screen but it was it didn't really grip me jeff hardy looks like he hasn't left 1998 uh his his face paint was cool i suppose and then apart from that it was a match and it happened yeah and and that's all i can really say about it yeah, um, I, I agree it's just full of rest
0: holds um, so you know uh, I I can't really say what happened too much I knew there's a a whispering wind somewhere who's eating crisps <laughs> and uh <laughs> That's what I want to know, uh, because I'm hungry. Um, but yeah, there's lots Christmas of red balls in this match. There's a whisper in the wind, there's some outside stuff, but ultimately there wasn't much uh, going on. Uh, this was quite frankly another boring Cesaro uh, kickoff
1: match. It, it really, for me, it highlighted how much Jeff Hardy is completely reliant on like the nostalgia pop when he comes mm. out. Because without the crowd there, it was just like, oh, here's a weird old man. Who's yeah. dressed
0: like a teenager. Yeah, it's just like, come on, dude, nearly forty. Like uh you yeah. know, It'd be actually pretty cool if uh he you know if if he just kind of dressed a bit normal normally these days, I think there needs to be a bit of a shift in character because he can't do the same stunt as he used to do. Uh Mike, Chen, did you watch mm-hmm. this chance?
3: No. I did. <laughs> I did oh, watch yeah. it. I liked it.
2: I think that you're being a bit harsh and maybe weren't paying much attention because it was on the pre-show, but it, it wasn't a bad match. It was relatively good paced. You had Hardy taking a beating for most of it and coming back to get the win. Um, he went for the pin after the twist of fate and Cesaro kicked out. So, you know, having to work a little bit harder to get the win. I like this and I'm glad Hardy's back.
0: Well, that's a, that, that's a great way of... Um... Uh, looking at it I suppose uh, I, I mean I'm going to politely disagree but um, you know uh, that that's fair enough um, let's move on to the main show and let's drop another beat because I am going to have fun with the soundboard ladies and gentlemen this is live oh this is what I want
1: what's mm. this tune it's called free for fashion oh, yeah. let's talk about wrestling hmm Mm. <laughs> Let's
0: talk about wrestling. To, uh, the first match of the card was the Smackdown Tag Team Championship match between uh, the New Day, Ms. and Morrison, the Forgotten Sons and the Lucha House Party. In what was an energetic match, the New Day picked up the victory after Big E hit the big ending on Gran Metalik. Uh, Chen, what was your thoughts on this opening bout?
3: So this is the first time I ever watched Metalik actually fully perform. And wow, why have have WWE holding him back? To me, he was the star of the show. Yeah, he he
0: was uh, pretty good. It's a shame he got to eat the pin. I really like the the Spanish fly spot that Morrison and um, Grand Metalik had halfway through the match. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, But yeah, Grand Metalik was uh, really, really good.
3: Yeah, and this is the first time I saw actually the Forgotten Sons um, actually have a match. And I was really impressed with what they were doing because it seems like everyone's like a high flyer these days, but they just kept it simple with their Uh, work.
0: Mike, do you want to chime in?
2: Yeah, I mean, Forgotten Sons, I really like them in NXT. Um, I think Jackson Ryder is it. big star of the future so i was you know a bit disappointed he didn't wrestle and was sent away but yeah it was a good fast match great match to open the show um i think it it, you know nobody really thought lucha house Sons had a chance but it was quite a 50 50 split between the other two wasn't totally predictable um yeah a very good match to open
0: Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match too. Um, It kind of reminded me of the TNA X division, which I really enjoyed, Um, you know, those opening matches and TNA pay-per-views. So it was kind of reminiscent of that. Um, I I felt that the Lucha House part of eating the pin was a bit, sad considering their performances. I think it should have been the Miz. Uh, You know, he still needs to be punished uh, for what he did uh, with the the Roman incident. So um, that's just my take. Uh, But yeah, on the whole I thought that was a pretty good match. Sam, do you want any do you want to give your opinion?
1: Uh, I didn't know who the Forgotten Sons were before this match and I don't care about them after it. But everyone else in the match was great. I liked Oh, sorry,
0: uh, I, I wanted to just uh, quickly react to your forgotten son's um, statement there, Sam. Just hold up, okay?
1: We're waiting for the sound. Waiting for the sound. Oh, no, wait, I thought it'd be an oh noise. Like, uh, oh, well, oh uh, no, it's like like from worms. That was that there you go. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll just react right. the other way. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: so I should I, never I, be I liked a producer. Grand psychosis gear and I thought it was a good good choice of a match to open up the show. It was fast and it had lots of cool spots.
0: Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. So, let's move on to match number two of the night and originally this was going to be R-Truth versus Montel Vontavious Porter MVP but uh, halfway through Bobby Lashley cuts interrupts this unfunny promo and Lashley then dominates R-Truth and nothing much of note really happens in this match, but does anyone really want to say anything, or shall we just move on?
3: I just want to quickly say that no matter how silly the gimmick is for R-Truth, he always throws himself in there. And yep. that's one thing I appreciate about him. Uh,
0: I'll tell you one thing that did make me laugh, actually, was the uh, WhatsApp thing uh, that he did uh, at the beginning. pointed to the crowd and the crowd wasn't there. I, I quite liked that. Uh, yeah, I
1: like considering,
0: that. Yeah. Considering how they haven't really acknowledged it's an empty arena, WWE, I thought that was pretty pretty neat.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, you got to see more of R Truth's rap, which was fun, I guess. I think MVP's mm-hmm. gimmick is also that he's not going to do any wrestling and take exactly one bump per year. Or has he had any matches on the weekly shows apart from at the Rumble? He,
0: he had a qualifier match uh, against Apollo Crews, I think. Um, a couple of weeks back, and he's had like a couple of matches since Royal Rumble. He had one with Rey Mysterio, um, or two with Rey Mysterio, I think. But uh, yeah, he's had a f- couple of matches, but they're
1: basically very short matches. I think yeah, I do mean, he's, like, said he's doing to... it so his kid can see him wrestle. Yeah, sorry, so what I was that, Mike? probably
2: going to translate into a management role. So if, if the only point of this match was for Lashley to get MVP as a manager, which I think would be a good thing, mm. I think the whole Lana thing's passed it, then. It, it, it's good for what it was. Um, there, there was a bit of history here, because I do recall um, Truth beating Lashley in a gauntlet match recently. So oh, yeah. Saudi Arabia.
0: Saudi Arabia.
2: Yeah. Hold up, hold
0: up, hold up. Yeah. Saudi Arabia show. Saudi
1: Arabia. Ooh.
2: So yeah, it's it's Lashley coming back and quickly getting his revenge. So you know you might have a reason for the match and something good coming out of it. And considering it lasted less than two minutes, you've got the comedy moment in there. So yeah, I wasn't too upset with it.
0: Yeah, no, I I think I I mean I prefer the uh, the later um, the the later joke involving Tom Brady. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. And to play us in, it's a dramatic hip-hop trap.
1: Okay. I That's... feel like you made us do this <laughs> so that you could play with the soundboard.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Yo. Yo. It's Bailey <laughs> it's versus like... Yo. This Tamina. Run. Run. Yo. For the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yo. Yeah, Please Bailey know. beat <laughs> Better than our trip. Uh you know. Uh
1: <laughs> anyway, you were saying Bailey. Oh
0: thank thank you, yeah. thank
2: you, audience. Listen,
0: thank you. you. You
1: can't just give yourself applause. It doesn't What fine. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have seven audio effects to play with, so it's great fun. Uh, so, yeah, Bailey beat Tamina uh, to retain the SmackDown wins Championship by roll-up, thanks to uh, Sasha's interference. Um, this match was better than I expected. Am I right in thinking that? Sam? Um...
1: No. <laughs> I mean, I, the finish was pretty okay, and there was like a storyline there. Is Sasha going to turn on Bailey? So That's obviously what's happening here. Tamina is just being like, there. I really don't like Tamina. I think she injures people, and she's just not exciting in the ring. Uh,
0: yeah. I think we're in agreement over Tamina, but I think the actual performance... I mean, she was clearly carried by Bailey throughout this match, but I thought this turned out to be a decent match, considering one half of this match was Tamina. So, um, I really like the super kick into the knee bar. Um, I really love Bailey's heel work. Uh, Bailey did a terrific job carrying this match. Uh, it was somewhat decent, I thought. Mike?
2: I totally agree. I was worried about this match. I thought it would be awful. And it was semi-good. Um, as good as this Mina match can be there wasn't any huge botches there wasn't any injuries the um, only thing I didn't like about it is we all know Tamina shouldn't be in this spot and she's there because of situations but she's like portrayed as now the veteran, been there for what, over 10 years and she's falling for silly little tricks like chasing after Sasha, it just makes her seem even stupider than they have done, but yeah it was a, an okay match for what it was didn't suck thank
3: you I agree thank
0: with you opinion Mike uh, Chen
3: what, what, uh, your thoughts I really enjoyed this match I don't know what Sam's going on about for me it takes two to tango yeah to me it's not the most interesting character but there was a lot of good spots on here and I thought the commentary really played a big part in this match as well
0: yeah um mm. I didn't really notice the commentary too much, for modest.
3: am Oh, broad, broad. But yeah, I just find it weird, like how long they're gonna play this angle, Sasha, with being a yeah. like, cheerleader.
0: So I think their plan originally was because SummerSlams in Boston, Sasha Banks' hometown is Boston. I think they're gonna have Sasha turn on Bailey. Um, uh, it'll be a face turn, getting fed up with Bailey, you know. Um, pushing her to one side in interviews, prioritizing herself over the friendship, I think, stuff like that. And I think it would have culminated at SummerSlam where Sasha Banks either turns then or wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, of course, uh, this was in the news recently, Boston's mayor uh, says against public events happening anytime soon. So pretty much SummerSlam will not be in Boston. So (sighs) who knows? Um, but yeah it's good it's good to see that we're on the same opinion trend, uh, for the most part so you get A
1: great opinion special applause in 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 fairness to this match it did hold my attention more than jeff hardy versus cesaro did so there's that
0: yeah i i think I, you know what you know what sam just for that just for that I'm just going to judge your opinions.
3: <laughs> can I? Can I just say right now, because of the sound effects, I feel like I'm in the Firefly Funhouse.
1: Yeah, it's a bit Firefly Funhouse, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you don't yeah. have that one on
0: the button, do you? <laughs> yeah. And that's a great transition, there, Ken, to uh, the Firefly Funhouse. Um, or speaking of Firefly Funhouse, uh, Bray Wyatt was up next and he challenged braun strowman for the universal championship uh this theme is called happy sunday uh come on where is it live podcast people
1: you got a different track for each match
0: i haven't even prepared this this is how prepared i am uh let's go Fire fly fun house. Fire fly fun. fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So Braun sure. Strowman successfully retained the SmackDown uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, the Universal Championship against Bray uh, Wyatt. Uh, after he oh god, that's down. Um, I'm turning that down. Um, I, <laughs> he successfully retained the Universal Championship after hitting a running power slam. Uh, after coaxing Wyatt into believing that he was part of the Wyatt family once again. This match was one of two matches that was not live. Um, Mike, because it wasn't live, did this affect your enjoyment slightly? What do you think of the puppets' involvement, the storytelling in this match? Give us your story. Yeah,
2: I think think this is one of those matches that's all story-based. It wasn't really about the match itself. It's about the background and what's going to happen next. Um, the fact that it was Bray and Bray has the two characters to work with kind of told us what was going to happen. Um, I like the fact they took advantage of what they can do to have the puppets there. I would like to see more interaction with them. I do like that. Um, I don't really get why Braun did the whole pretending to turn back. It, it didn't seem it seemed to come from nowhere. It wasn't It wasn't like he was losing and getting beat up and needed to do something. It, it was almost like he was acting the heel. So I'm not too. He's he playing possum. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's obvious that you know Ray couldn't beat him, so the fiend is going to get the next shot. I think that was always going to be the plan, and yeah, it's it's about furthering a story that has gone on for years now. So it's good that they're embracing history. I'd just be interested to see what happens next. Yeah,
0: no, I um, I second that um, in some respects, but I would say that Braun. Uh, I think I think they're trying to make Braun into like a smarter champion in some respects, and you know he, he was not letting the mind games affect him heading in to the to the pay per view, and he basically I think he used the mask and used the mind games against Wyatt, which I think is a refreshing change. But I think as you said, it's going to lead to the fiend. Uh, it's going to lead to a match of the fiend at Backlash next month, and I think that's where. Uh, we'll see the mind games alter into the fiend's favour. Sam, do you agree?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean... I don't really like the booking. Like It's a weird... Nobody really wins in Braun Strowman versus The Fiend because if Braun Strowman loses the belt, then he looks kind of weird and The Fiend doesn't need it. And if The Fiend loses to Braun Strowman, then it makes The Fiend... It kind of takes away the mystique and and the kind of scariness of The Fiend. He doesn't really need the belt, so I don't know why they keep having him involved in it. But with that being said, I do love this incarnation of Bray Wyatt, like his happy-go-lucky... Kind of smiley character is great. I especially enjoyed uh, on the way to the ring uh, in the in, on the show today. Uh, walking past Michael Cole, he said something like, oh, "You're doing a great job, Michael Cole. No matter what people say," which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, and and this match was fun. Like, yeah, thanks for the canned laughter. I feel like I'm on the Big Bang Theory now, um, but uh, yeah, I'm not that excited about this angle even though there was some cool moments in this in this match but maybe they'll play it out and it'll work well yeah
0: no i i um i uh, i i kind of get your point of view i wasn't too hyped for this storyline even though it makes perfect sense um chen your thoughts on the match?
3: So, I didn't care about the storyline either because, at the end of the day, Braun's only champion because Roman refused to show up to WrestleMania, which is understandable with his situation. But first of all, the promo package for this match was really good. Like, that got Mm. me hooked. And just Bray Wyatt's acting in this match, his facial expressions, his ability to laugh, his ability to suddenly, like, have a face full of fear was excellent. And I'm gonna say this, I wasn't happy with the ending. I thought now I thought when Braun put the sheep mask on, them two were just gonna hug it out and all the puppets were cheering and they were gonna join forces. But I and it'll end in a no contest and it'll kinda of be like the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt storyline. Because at the end of the day, who do you you can't have both of them? win or lose you want to keep them both strong for a bit while longer you yeah to... I, think,
0: I, I i think the reason why that is i'm sorry to interject is because you know that's the reason why they had bray wyatt be like the mr rogers character instead of the fiend is so braun Strowman can get a slightly somewhat extended um title reign i think it's inevitable that the fiend will win the universal championship back because rome is not there they're not going to have goldberg uh there's no one else on that level of being as over as bray white and the fiend character and i think the rumor is going around that the fiend will be the next universal champion um it's inevitable that's going to happen either the next pay-per-view, Backlash, or probably Extreme Rules. Who knows? But it's going to happen in the next one or two months. Though. I think that's for certain. Because Braun was never meant to be Universal Champion.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I yeah, think he's is, champion, um, eh? yeah, he's a transition champion, eh? Thank because you. Because of circumstance, I think the idea was to get it to Roman at Mania and they've just pushed that story back. Um, you know, I, I think around January we presumed it was going to be The Fiend versus Roman at Mania and for whatever reason they changed the gold bag, but i think they're going to go back to the original story so it would it would make sense for the theme to take the title probably at um, backlash so we can have one defense as extreme rules
0: yeah no i, I think that I, I think that's right um spot on the money uh, there mike anyway uh, does anyone want to add anything before we get on to the next match nope no nope,
3: i'm good that's me
0: cool uh, so the next match in this uh, uh, sh- very short pay-per-view I hasten to add is Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre new Jesus CrossFit Jesus <laughs> wrestling Jesus oh the Jesus in fact Jesus I against Scottish Superman, Drew McIntyre. Unfortunately, Jesus did not beat Drew McIntyre on this occasion in what was one hell of a match, probably the best match of the night. I'm just going to say that on a limb. Uh, Drew McIntyre uh, countered a superkick into the Claymore for a victory in what was a a nice ending sequence. Uh, Chen, what was your thoughts on uh, Drew McIntyre retaining the
3: WWE Championship? I really enjoyed this match, but what surprised me was the beginning, like the first half, the beating that Drew McIntyre was taking. Yeah. Because that's what really surprised me. And first of all, yeah, like you also said, Seth Rollins' music, I was like, what the hell is this? Um, but I guess he is trying to make himself as the Holy Spirit of WWE, I guess. Is that one way to put it? Monday night. Um, yeah. And um, one of the moves that surprised me was it's like that yeah. suplex that he did to Seth Rollins onto the table. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know how
1: to describe it, but like Yeah, the over the head overhead suplex thing that he hit. Yeah it was.
3: On the edge of the ring, like I was like bloody hell.
1: Yeah. I need That's to go cool. to the gym. What's quarantine spots or... in this match. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, Seth Roll Seth Rollins did a terrific job of uh, just taking all the bumps in this match. Uh, that suicide dive transition into an overhead to belly suplex, the so one from the top time buckle that Drew McIntyre flipped him over. That was that was awesome. I think Drew did a terrific job in the beginning of Pirate Sending me. I, I bloody loved this match. This was this was almost takeover worthy, I would say. Yeah,
2: totally Yeah, I think I missed spotting. the first.
1: On, um, yeah, I missed the first sort of two minutes or so because I went to get a beer. But apparently that was all just mat wrestling. But the rest of the match that I did see was really, really good. I was very impressed.
0: Yeah, it, it was Matt wrestling. But I think that's, you know, I think I kind of miss like mat wrestling at the beginning of matches. Uh, I, I do like an, a slow build up and uh, some character work. You know, there's trash talking on both sides. Uh, and the handshake at the end as well. I thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah, that was know,
3: confusing.
0: Right. Uh, I think it's said to indicate that Drew McIntyre is basically, you know, he's a good man. You know, he's like I respect you. I think it is the total face move, and I quite liked it because... It, I, I like this match because it established Drew McIntyre as a really good wrestler. This was definitely by far his best match on the main roster. Um, I think it established him as a badass that could take a beating. Um, he beat one of the best in pro wrestling today, and it shows that he's also a smart babyface and a baby face that can show respect. You know, he's done a really, really uh good job so far as WWE champion. Um so yeah I, I really like this match. Um does anybody want to say anything more before we just go on? We haven't really spent too much Yeah on I have a but question. I have a question. Go
3: for it. I have a question. Do you guys think with Roman out now they're trying to position Drew as the new face of the company? Because he was always once considered the
1: chosen one by Vince. Mm. I think they might have done that with or without Roman being away. It seems like this is like this isn't something that's come out of nowhere, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean Drew McIntyre, you know, beat Roman Reigns in the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know, Roman was. I I think I think we're forgetting that Roman was going to be the face of SmackDown Live, which is a more popular show now, uh, being on Fox. Uh, until you know, he said no, i not. I don't want to catch COVID, which is which is reasonable. So they need they need a new face for the SmackDown brand. I think they realized that Seth Rollins didn't work as a face of Raw. On the men's side, Becky Lynch is obviously the women's side, but on the men's side, we don't have a the face there. So I think I think there's an element of, you know, then try to create multiple faces as a company because no one has worked. And Drew McIntyre will be one of those faces alongside Becky Lynch on Raw.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that because long before any of this happened, um, Drew was the one putting Brock out of the rumble quite decisively and going on to win it. So I think this was always a long-term plan. It's not a a bronze situation where he's in the position he's in because um, they're on lockdown. But going back to the match, there's one little thing that Drew started doing in these matches I really like. I do like it when have some sort of logic going on. He always, early in the match for the first third, he always kicks out at one. And then as the match goes on and he gets a bit weaker, he starts kicking out at two. And I just like that. It just shows the toll that the match has taken on him. And, you know, they both did take a beating. And Seth was... Did did get a lot of close near falls? Um, I just I like the whole psychology of the match, and having checked and seen that it went over 19 minutes, it really didn't feel like that, so, yeah, it
0: felt, felt yeah. a lot shorter. Felt, it a lot felt shorter. like I was watching a
3: video game, playing a video game of SmackDown or 2K because there's so many counters, but it was just that good, yeah, it
2: was, it wasn't, was really yeah, amazing. no,
0: I. I... Uh, Yeah, I agree. Um, Just a quick uh, round-the-room question uh, before we move on. Who do you think is going to be the next number one contender since it's not Seth Rollins? Uh, Mike, let's start with you. Uh, And and I'll judge you by
2: a soundboard. (laughs) Presuming he can come back and be involved, Kevin Owens.
0: He's injured. Sam.
1: Uh, I actually haven't been watching the weekly TV show, so um, I, I don't really know. I don't really like the empty arena stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can sympathize with the empty arena stuff. I mean, I think that's what puts AEW heading above right now. And I'm not an AEW fan, uh, so that that's saying a lot. Uh, Chen, what, who do you think is going to be number one contender next?
3: I think it's going to be AJ Styles because they have no other choice. <laughs>
0: Chen's got the correct answer, in my humble opinion. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm going to do it, guys. That's how I'm going to do it. So, yeah, I think I think it's going to be AJ Styles, too, just because I think they lack options right now. I think Kevin Owens would be a fantastic shout, but at the same time, do they really want to go face, but his face, Sorry, extremely popular faces. So, um, let's move on to the corporate ladder match and to play us in this is the uh, digital rights free music that we can use it's called in honor of chen's favorite wrestling Bar- baron corbin rise of the king sounds like
1: baron
0: using music. <laughs> This is, this is probably Seth Rollins' entrance music, but anyway, uh, so Otis Dozovich, or just Otis nowadays, and Asker won the men and women's Money in the Bank ladder match in the first ever corporate uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, where the competitors started from the bottom floor all the way to the roof and collect the briefcase. But, but unfortunately, unfortunately, we just have to have a moment's silence. For Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black. Mm. They died.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. I mean, mean... Alistair Black, isn't he like an undead creepy man? So presumably he's just going to pop up out of a grave somewhere. But Rey Mysterio, sadly, is gone from us. Well, funnily funnily enough, I'm going to stop that. Alistair Black,
0: um, funnily enough, has... um... Essentially, put out a tweet straight after the match saying he's a ghost, uh, with an image of a man uh, under a white sheet, which uh, some people might get confused with something else. Uh, but uh, mm. that was a really bad joke.
1: Uh, there you go, judging myself. You're meant to press uh, the canned laughter if you're trying to make something funny. No, I'm booing myself. I don't deserve. Now press that. Now. Oh, was that a boo? I thought it was an ooh. No, no, it's it's a
0: boo. So, yeah. um, Baron Corbin, probably done for manslaughter. But let's talk about that a little bit later. Uh, What do you guys think about the most batshit, uh, (laughs) uh, don't swear on a non-explicit podcast, uh, the most crazy match uh, in recent memory uh, outside of the Firefly Funhouse match, of course? And probably
2: the Boneyard uh, match. Okay, so there's so much to talk about here. We're not going to go through all of the segments, but I think going into this, they had the challenge of, this is an important match for both divisions. This can shape somebody's, you know, the rest of the year and possibly career. So they have to have some semblance of a serious contest in it, while also taking advantage of the situation to add the humour and the, the special effects and the, the crazy shit that we'll only see In these times. And I think what the way they did it was they had pretty much all slapstick comedy from the very start all the way up to the roof. And then as soon as they got on the roof, they wanted that to be the serious contest wrestling match. And unfortunately, Mm. I loved the funny section all the way up to the roof. And then it just seemed so flat. It seemed weird. It's almost as if they pre-recorded the... The building fight, but then we're doing the ring stuff live because there was just nothing to it. So from the women's side, only three of them seemed to make it there. I don't know whether the the other ones got lost. And the finish with Corbin trying to stop Oscar. Hmm. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, the the finish with Corbin trying to stop Oscar. Just there was no sense, nothing in that, and she seemed to just win out of nowhere. There wasn't really a build. The finish to the men's match, while a bit clever, was obviously shocking in who won. But again, I I would have liked them to have had a a little bit of a ladder match, you know, some interactions with ladders up there, and what we expect from Money in the Bank after having all the comedy and the, you know, Vince and Stephanie and whoever doink the clown was. I have no idea who that was meant to be. Um, I would have liked to see a ladder match up the top, and we didn't get that. We just got couple of attempts at climbing and then it was over. Um,
0: hmm. I, I, um, I somewhat disagree in the sense that I think even the latter portion was supposed to be pretty, pretty stupid. And I think maybe there was insurance reasons or something to why it's so limited. Uh, with regards to the three women that weren't there, um, Carmella was put through a table, which ruled her out. Dana Brooks slipped and basically gave herself a concussion, uh, ruled herself out. And uh, Shayna Basel got choked down into a wall by Nia Jax. So that's why those three women weren't there. I had to go rewatch that this morning, uh, because I was like, where where is Shayna Basel? And that's where she was. So I kind of I kinda of understand that frustration, but they did explain that bit. I you know, I think with you know Throwing Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black over over the roof onto the apparent crash mat, <laughs> um, um, It was just so obvious. Uh, but onto the crash mat, uh, you know uh, that that was silly. Otis, Otis Dozovich breaking the ladder. Uh, that was silly. I think I think the roof segment was far sillier than you probably think initially. And, and I watched this uh just now uh with you guys and yeah it, it, it didn't land with me properly the first time it landed better the second time but i kind of get that flat flattened at the same time sam what, what are your thoughts and then i'll move on to Chen.
1: i thought this match was quite fun i wasn't expecting it to be a serious like proper money in the bank ladder match with mad spots and stuff it's just kind of taking advantage of the, of the silliness of having Titan Towers be the setting. I thought the spot with Vince McMahon was cool and it was fun to see inside his office. Um, I didn't get... There was that like moment with Otis and Nia Jax after the Paul Heyman food fight bit where they like looked at each other like, yeah, we're both big. All right, cool, bye. I didn't really get what that was. Like... Yeah, there was a lot of confusing moments, but a lot of fun ones as well. Stephanie McMahon doing the SmackDown Here Comes the Pain style dialogue to Dana Brooke was a bit weird. They they could have probably left that out.
0: Yeah, that was clearly recorded in her bathroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Couldn't they have just had literally anyone else do that who was able to physically be there? Um, yeah. Obviously not.
0: I kind of want to shame it, man, to get involved and try and beat up Baron Corbin and the yeah. on roof too. Because, you know, shame or shame it, man, doing an elbow drop off the Titan Towers. I want to shame it, man, to be involved. It would have been it's very a, shame. shame yeah. match. Anyway, Chen. This match
1: also established Hello? AJ Styles as a person who gets trapped in places and then escapes with no explanation because it happened about 10 times in this match.
0: Yeah, I think the door was never locked properly, and that's why he got out of the uh, Undertaker closet. The weights thing, that really wasn't explained very well um, at all. You know, maybe someone came along and helped him out. I don't know. I- I'll just use that to my imagination. But anyway, Chen, what, what were your thoughts on this crazy match?
3: Um, so, yeah, the only way this match could have worked is if it was a comedy. Yeah. And- mm. Uh, but I, I like, like Mike said, I expected it to be very serious at the end when they get to the ring, but I, I, get, I understand short of time or whatever. Um, I love the gym scene, but one thing I didn't like was, like, say, Corbin, he throws the weight at the mirror, and he's, like, scared shit, like, oh, my God, I got seven years of bad luck coming my way. But then he shows no remorse throwing Rainbow Mysterio or Anister Black over the roof.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> like...
1: th- that mirror's coming out of his paycheck. Raymond Sear and Arthur Black. <laughs> you know. I completely didn't pick up on the um, on the superstition. I just thought he was like, oh no, I've broken Vince's favorite m- mirror in this gym or, or something like that. So, yeah. So it was, I don't believe in superstition at all, but a good so, point.
3: It was funny because. I watched that again on YouTube, and the comment, the top comment said, "Oh, the way Baron Corbin is having a um, a facial shock right now. He's worried that he's going to get seven years of bad booking." But, um, <laughs> but um, I also That'll like Ray away.
2: Mysterio.
3: I like Ray Mysterio, especially because I was hoping there's going to be a cross between the women's and men, and I'm glad that I got to see Shayna put Ray in a headlock, in a submission move, and. You know, when Ray got sandwiched between Otis and Naya, I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I like the I I, I know I shouldn't, but I really liked Otis like uh, doing his whole cup and into the food fight scenario. And yeah. uh, and uh, John Lauren appeared as well, which uh, made me really happy. Uh, because people power um I, I can't
3: do him. Yeah, this match needed Otis because, like I said, it was only going to work as a comedy, and a lot of the comedy spots went did go to Otis, especially when he was doing the yes chant for Brian.
1: I thought that was hilarious. Oh yeah, that was great. Mm. Yeah, I mean,
2: like yeah. Say, I really enjoyed the comedy of the match. I really did until they got to the roof. Rated this highly. I just I don't think they ended it as well as they should. Once you've got, I think and. In terms of throwing them off the roof, I, it kind of had someone had to go off. I think it had been built up so much and talked about, we would have been disappointed if someone didn't. I'm surprised they didn't go even further and like have a, a wide shot of this body falling 18 stories down and landing in a Christmas tree or something. That would have.
1: Well, I mean, you know, they'd already done a bunch of wide them. shots where we could see the crash mats before. Yeah, them, so I'm not sure why probably. they would
2: why they would do that, but I, I still think the idea of Corbin having thrown them off the wrong side accidentally would be funny going forward. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. It, it was a, yeah. a fun match. It had clever moments. It had little cameos. And now we've got Otis as Mr. Money in the Bank. And we'll see what that I, leads I,
0: to. I suspect the lack of ladder things just was to remember. Uh, ladder spots is probably because they had a limited space around the ring. I reckon that might be the case. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, and also... What if one goes a bit too far? Uh, you know, I think that that could be um, a bit of an issue. So there you go. Also, um, I just want to say two things.
3: Track.
0: So uh, one at a time, gentlemen. One at a time.
3: Mike. I didn't say what. That was me. Oh. Okay. You sound like
0: Mike for a second.
3: So I found it two things I want to say. One about AJ's gear, I kind of thought it was weird that he was still wearing the OC top.
0: Yeah, he did it on Raw as well, apparently.
3: And the ending when Otis got the briefcase, the briefcase, and he said the Rocky reference. You know, instead of saying "You're Adrian," he said "You're Mandy." I did it. Yep, (laughs) I love that.
0: Yeah, no, that was great. I. Otis is the best. I I'm so happy he's won. I didn't think I would be, but as soon as he won, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this a chance. I'm I'm really enjoying Otis right now. He's really over. Why not? Let is him... his
3: partner injured? Is his partner injured? No, no, no,
0: no. His partner is basically uh, Marty Jannetty. Um, oh, okay. Comparing Otis to Shawn Michaels, now that's that's an interesting. Wow. Right. Uh, he's, what a great uh, superstar, Otis. Mm-hmm. So, um, Money in the Bank winners themselves. Uh, it was pretty obvious that one of the Raw ladies would win because halfway through the live broadcast of this, they advertised uh, the following night's Raw where Becky Lynch would confront the Money in the Bank winner. So, that immediately ruled out Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, and Carmella. I just thought I'd point that out. Um, so are they going to go straight to Becky Lynch versus Asuka first or they're going to wait a while? Because this is what they're previewing for Raw tonight.
3: I mean, couldn't they? I thought they were going to go straight with the Nia Jax and Becky thing.
0: No, no, Becky's confronting the Money in the Bank winner tonight. That was in the preview before Money in the yeah, Bank. Even I'm, saying,
3: I'm saying Becky's next food will be with, I predict it to be with Nia and then save Oscar for probably SummerSlam for the cash in.
2: I, I agree. I think Oscar's going to be the sneaky, hold it, plays tricks. I, th- I think Oscar's been absolutely fabulous in the last three, four months. Mm, um, yeah. I think she, I think now having the briefcase opens up a whole new load of things where she's constantly playing mad games with Becky, teasing cash in after cash in, but not doing it. I think they might hold off until you know, after SummerSlam even might, might go a long one because I think Otis will be cashing in probably within a month.
0: Oh, I've got a fun th- I've got a fun theory about Otis in a minute, but um,
2: I, I I think Otis is going to um, cash in on the tag
3: team.
2: One
0: oh. second, Mike. Let's talk about Asuka just a tiny bit more. Um, Asuka, I think I think she might. You know, I like that idea you have, Mike. I think she might do. Um, I think she might do a Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> you know, like teasing, cashing, Tease, cashing in uh, every single show. Hopefully, it has a boot. uh, Hopefully, have a boombox as well, so she can dance to the ring with it. (laughs) Um, uh, Fantasy booking now. But I think it's going to be very similar to Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. So, I think we're on the same page, Mike. Uh, But, yeah, shall we move on to Otis, or does anyone want to say more about Asuka?
2: Just the last thing, I'm I'm just thinking Asuka's been in three ladder matches since she came up from NXT. I'm pretty sure she won all three. So, she's having a bit of a streak
3: there if they...
0: Was she in last year's? No, no, she wasn't in. She
3: had the tag team titles. with yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Money in the Bank.
0: I was talking about Money in the Bank ladder matches. Was she? No, but she faced Becky in
3: TLC, right, or Charlotte in TLC, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah, she faced both as well. No, I'm not talking about TLC. I'm talking about other Money in the Bank ladder matches. Oh, Money in the Bank, no. She wasn't in 2018, but 2019, maybe.
1: I don't know when, when, um, when, um, She wasn't in the 2019 one.
0: Uh, she no, definitely wasn't... That... Yeah, she
1: wasn't... She wasn't in either. Yeah. So mm. she's got no, a she... match Oh, oh there you go. Ask <laughs> as
0: a new edge. Uh, ask as a new edge of ladder matches. Um, there you go. So, Otis Dozovic. Um, well, Otis. Uh, yeah, Mike, I, I, I kind of agree with your theory. He's going to cash it on the tag team titles, <laughs> which is just a huge waste. <laughs>
3: I
2: do not see them doing anything else.
0: Well, Mike first, and then Chen next. Yeah, I,
2: I, I, I can't see them doing anything else. I, I don't think Otis's character is a sneaky take advantage of a situation. I think he's the type who would announce up front that he's going to cash it in, and Otis for a singles match for the world title just doesn't doesn't ring true to me. Um, I think Tucker is going to... Uh, talk him in, whether he'll do it in a slightly heelish way, but talk him into using it for the tag. They might do something where Mandy wants him to go for the world and Tucker wants to go for the tag and he has to choose between best friend and girlfriend type thing. He mm. likes to run these things but I can not see it, maybe, the first time it's used for a tag team.
0: Or they donate or he donates it to Mandy Rose and Mandy Rose becomes Smackdown Women's Champion. I don't know but, if
2: that's in the rules. Can, can he do that? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, they they have been like passed by match, like uh, when Mr. Kennedy won, he lost to Edge, yeah. so it's possible.
3: Even yeah, it's not intergender swapping the t- contract, basically.
1: You I can't don't know. For a I mean, Ellsworth, Ellsworth, gave it to Carmella, didn't he? Yeah, but
3: Carmella. Yeah,
2: well. they had to do it, it. again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, they had to do it again. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, I, to be honest, nothing, nothing really excites me more than. Braun Strowman, frustrated at losing the Universal title, beats up The Fiend. The Fiend is laid out cold and then Otis hits a Caterpillar to win the WWE title. <laughs> the Universal title. Just drink wow. it in, guys. Otis, Universal champion. It's
1: such good shit,
0: pal. Well, we've all said shit now. Uh, <laughs> Chen. <laughs> oh. uh, it's fine, don't worry. It's too late. Is crap uh, loud? Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know if it, maybe <laughs> hopefully we put an explicit tag on it. I don't know. Maybe I could find out. Nope, I can't find it. Nah. Uh, I mean,
1: let's just wing it. What's the worst that could happen?
0: Well, I have to republish this, so uh, you know. Uh, so I can put an explicit tag then. Uh, Chen, uh, so do you agree that Otis is going to become the next Universal Champion?
3: No, now that might describe the storyline. I can see it going that way. And I think it was oh, hold more, on. I think... Listen, you're like Vince McMahon controlling the audience reaction. <laughs> Manipulating. <laughs> um, this is
1: crowd-sweetening.
3: <laughs> um, I feel
2: like I'm at Wimbledon.
3: <laughs> um... But I will say this, at least it'll put more spotlight on the tag teams, I guess. The tag team division. Cause I'm kinda sick of New Day. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Um The problem is I haven't really new built day, up but... Sorry Mike.
2: Yeah, no, I was just saying they haven't really not built sick of New Day vision. in the slightest, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> You go. They haven't really built up the tag division, so I hope not. There you go, Mike.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sick of a new day at all. I think there's a lot more to come from them, but this could be something new for them to work with. And just it, it just adds a whole new dimension to it. And that, like I said, I think the whole Mandy wanting to be going out as the world champion and Tucker wanting a tag team title would be a good storyline over a couple of weeks with Otis, you know, a whole what will he choose? And then, you know, I'll give you my answer next week on Raw just to sell it a bit more. Um uh, they've got to split Mandy and Otis up at some point, and this could uh, be a, 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 you know, a, a different way of doing it.
3: Sorry to interrupt, but are they dating in real life? No. 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 Okay, possibly. so yeah, they all split up then. Okay. What do you mean it can but, happen? They, I mean... It can happen. Okay.
1: The guy get a girl. Out of it. Chen, do you think that? The fact that they're dating in real life might mean they'll continue with the storyline more, because yeah. past experience in WWE shows, that's definitely not true. Like, yeah. Rusev and Lana were married and they broke them up. It, 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 it depends on who Vince McMahon likes. Yeah. True, true, true. And I've heard Vince McMahon does like Otis's character, so who yeah. knows what's going to happen. Yeah, um,
0: I think that's the case. Uh, Sam, uh you, have you given your thoughts yet on Otis WWE Universal Champion?
1: That's not happening. Come on, yeah. he's. He, I think you're all right. He's either going to cash in on the tag titles, or he's going to fluff his cash in on on a world title, or maybe he'll do something like cash it in on the IC or the United States Championship. Or, or he'll do a like. Mr. Kennedy.
3: He'll, he'll lose it to someone else. The briefcase.
1: Oh. Yeah, I was. I was thinking that. Yeah, maybe he'll. He'll to defend Mandy's honor. He'll be like, "I'm putting my briefcase on the line to prove how much this means to me," and then he'll lose it to Dolph. To Dolph Ziggler, which that's a match everyone wants, and you know, Dolph Ziggler, IC champion, not IC, Universal. At
3: the Definitely end of the day, the at the end of the day, I said on the previous pod, this is an experimental stage for WWE. No crowds, so this is where they can do all the crazy Vince Russo booking. To see what works. No crowds.
1: No competition.
3: Yeah. Now's the time to do the crazy ideas that they want to do. And see what sticks.
1: Yeah.
2: I I think they should be trying lots of different things. But the only problem they've got is they can't measure crowd reaction.
3: Yeah, but now it's also online reaction, right? And likes. Yeah, they
1: definitely don't give a shit about... I mean, they don't care about crowd reaction. Listen, Sam. Just be grateful they're still wrestling. Okay. Just be grateful that oh, it's no, still I'm not. I'm not, <laughs>
3: right.
1: I'm not being ungrateful. I'm saying the WWE don't care about the live crowd. They can't care about the live crowd because American live crowds. I'm sorry to any Americans listening are terrible. So yeah,
3: Sam it, doesn't it speak doesn't for all, all of us. In... Please make that note of that. I, Sam does not speak for I all of I us. I think I speak
1: for. I think I speak for everyone who's been to see WWE a WWE show in the US. Um. The, they just sure. don't really get into it. I think social media and YouTube views and stuff is what drives their decisions more than, than live crowd reaction.
3: Again, Sam doesn't speak for all of us. Please make a note of that, people.
0: <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but I agree with Chen. Okay, uh, let's wrap up the show uh, over the next five minutes. Um, what was your match tonight, gentlemen, going around the room? Chen? Chen?
3: For me, it's going to be the
1: Bray versus Strowman.
0: Okay, uh, Sam?
1: I think for pure entertainment, Money in the Bank ladder matches, can I have them both together? But for like yeah. an actual wrestling match with storylines, Drew versus Seth. Mike?
2: Yep, definitely Drew versus Seth. I think that's the best match in the Performance Center so far. Um, mm. Really great match. Did like the money in the bank, it, it made me happy, it made me laugh a lot. But for a wrestling match, Seth versus Drew was excellent,
0: yeah. I, I, uh, I agree with uh, Mike and Sam. Uh, Drew versus Seth Rollins was definitely the best match of the night. Who was your MVP of the night, though? Uh, Mike, let's go to you first.
2: Uh, you know what? There was, there was so many good performances, but I think, I think Drew McIntyre, I think this was his first show having won it. Um, He's obviously doing what he's doing in difficult circumstances because having gone from what the original plan was to doing us in empty arenas and not having the big moments, I think he's doing excellent character work. He's really coming across as a fighting champion. I think that was a really good match. Um, yeah, I think Drew McIntyre.
1: Yep, Sam? Uh, I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt just for the um, all the chat during his match and the Michael Cole comment, which I enjoyed a lot. Fair enough. And Chen.
3: I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I'm just doing it out of the elemental surprise. It's gonna be Otis.
1: Yes. Yes, that's my one. With that leading, I thought you were gonna say Tamina, so fair okay. enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I thought you were gonna say grandma Talik for a second, but yeah, Otis is my guy as well. And um around the room, uh, what is your final grade for this pay-per-view from A-plus down to F?
1: Chen?
3: I'm going to give it a B.
1: Okay. Uh, Sam? I'm going to go B-minus. C-plus feels like too low, but a full B feels like too high, so we'll go with B-minus. Oh, harsh. Uh, Mike? I'm going to agree with Chen and give it a B.
0: And I'm going to give it a B plus. I uh, really, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, thank you for joining me on uh, this special live edition of WWE Money in the Bank 2020, gentlemen. And thank you, listener uh home, uh, for listening right now. Uh, in case you want to listen to this podcast again, this podcast will be up shortly on Podbean and then on all other outlets. Uh, not long after that, and we'll be promoting this on social media. In the meantime, uh, you can follow us actually on social media: uh, Holy Shoot Pod on Twitter and on Facebook too. You type in Holy Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We're also on Instagram, Holy Shoot Pod. Um, and that's the bottom line because this pod said so. Oh, and Ooh, give yeah. us a subscribe and a five-star review. Oh yeah! Oh yeah!